Welcome to the Crystal Pain Show, where we help you embrace your life right where you are and give you practical steps to get to where you want to go. Whether you are in your car, folding laundry, cooking, cleaning, or maybe even just enjoying a cup of coffee and a few minutes of quiet, we're so glad you're joining us today. Here's your host, wife, mother of four, foster mom, entrepreneur, and author, Crystal Payne. Welcome to another episode of the Crystal Payne Show, the very first episode of 2023. This is dropping on January 2nd, and very appropriately, we're going to talk about our goals for 2023. But I thought it was very interesting because this just shines a light on the difference between our personalities, Jesse. I have been thinking about these goals since Thanksgiving, probably before Thanksgiving, and I've been kind of writing things down and thinking about it and then tweaking it and then thinking about it some more. And it it just, it took me a number of weeks to settle in on, okay, here are my goals. And then I already wrote out all of the specifics of what this would look like, how I would accomplish it and all that. And this morning I said, are you okay with us talking about our goals on the podcast and kind of went over what mine were. And um, you're like, sure. Tonight, as we sat down to record, I asked you and said, did you have some goals to share? And you're like, I haven't really thought about it, but I'll come up with some on the fly. Yeah, I was a little busy this afternoon. (laughs) But I just think it's interesting because you are the one who tends to be more detail-oriented, but I'm the one that tends to be very much into goal setting. My personality, like New Year, this is the thing I look forward to all year. The reset, the new year, the clearing of the slate, the fresh start, all of it just speaks to my personality so much. How, for you, Jesse, like, do you get excited about the start of a new year, starting new things? Tell me about that. Yes, in a way, but also I've started thinking about things not in the terms of the calendar year because we tend to get stuck with, oh, January 1's coming around, new year, new me, what am I going to do different? Just simply based upon the fact that it's a flipping over of the calendar. Instead of having something that you wish to do anytime during the year, setting a goal at that point to get that done. Okay. Okay. Thanks for stepping all over my toes. Actually, though, in my defense, I will say that thinking about my goals early has actually caused me to start putting things in place and testing the waters, making sure that these are goals that are realistic and actually starting in on some of these already. Mm -hmm. So. I do think I absolutely agree with you that it's not, you know, January 1 is when we start everything. But I think it's great to have this time of year when it's good to look back like we did on our last podcast and then to look forward. And by the way, a lot has taken place in our lives since the last podcast. Namely, Mm -hmm. we have a new son, but I want to properly introduce him and properly get to share all of the details of the adoption day. And I'm really excited to just, Jesse, for you and I to get to sit down and unpack and process through that and just kind of verbally go through how it was for each of us. Because we haven't 
you and I just gotten to do that together. So I think it's going to be really special to get to do on the podcast, but we're going to wait and save that until next week's episode, because I thought about putting both of these topics into one episode. And I was like, there's just too much. So we'll, we'll do the new year, the goal setting thing. And then I promise next episode is going to be all about our new son, which if you don't want to wait till then, you can go to my Instagram, the money saving mom on Instagram. I have a highlight with a lot of details of the adoption day, lots of pictures and videos and his name and just so many special things that happened that day. But we will dig into that much more on the next episode. All right. So Desi, thinking of this year of my life, 2023, I have a book coming out in March and six children. Our oldest is turning 18 in January and Micah will be turning one in June. I had to think about that for a second. So we know that just that right there, that's a lot. Mm -hmm. And so I approached goal setting very thoughtfully this time. I I tend to be the kind of person that's like, I can do anything. I'm just going to sleep less and I'm going to be more organized. And this is the year that I'm going to get up at 5 a.m. every morning and get three hours of work in before anybody else wakes up. And that's not realistic. That is not realistic at this season of my life. And I have just allowed myself to sit in that space of Mm -hmm. knowing that my time and capacity is, I don't know what the exact right word is, maybe precious or limited, or it is, I'm needed in a lot of spaces and a lot of places all day long. So I think another thing too, is that you are prioritizing sleep because you realize oftentimes, I don't know if you realize this, that is the first thing to go for you whenever you set your goals. It's always, how can I get by with less sleep? When, so what you're really doing is setting a goal of getting more sleep mm-hmm. and because that is so very important. Even though case. that goal is not on my list, I set the goals from the perspective of how can I make sure that I have breathing room in my life and mm-hmm. I'm not pushing myself so hard with these goals that I am not able to get sleep or I'm constantly feeling like I'm behind. So I want goals that are stretching and challenging and inspiring me and that are encouraging me to stay disciplined and to create habits that are intentionally getting me closer to where I want to go. The baby steps and the baby steps and the baby steps that I'm taking to head in the direction that I want to go, to live a life of purpose, to live a life that matters, to be present and available for the people around me. And so to set up my life in a way that not only honors the Lord, but allows me to be present with the people in my real life, the the people right in front of me in my home and the people that I come across every day. As I went into goal setting this year, I really was thinking of what's going to matter for eternity. And I always think of that in light of most everything I do. As I talk about in my new book that comes out in March, The Time Saving Mom, two questions that I ask, what's going to matter in 25 years from now? And what's going to matter at the end of my life? And really wrapping my time and my life and my energy around that. And if you think of at the end of your life, for me, at the end of my life, I know that 
spiritually, the time that I've invested in God's word and my relationship with the Lord, that is what's going to matter. And the time that I've invested in people, that's what's going to matter. And so I want to set up my life in a way that allows me to have as much time to intentionally invest in God, my relationship with the Lord, my relationship with people. So these goals are from that mindset, even though at first glance, you might think, hmm, wait, hold up, that doesn't exactly correlate. But I want to explain how it does correlate. So my first goal for 2023 is to lose 1% body fat every single week. And you'll notice with my goals, they're very, very specific. And most of them are broken down into weekly bite-sized pieces because it's it's very easy to set a goal of, for instance, in this case, I want to lose weight or I want to get more fit. But what quantifies that? How do we know? How do I know if I have, did I say 0.1%? I said 1%. Sorry, he's just, he's giving me this really funny face. 0.1%. Let me clarify that because you're like, Much better. you're like, I, whoa, like, my wife's not you- going to like, she's going to be a twig by the end of this year. 0.1%. Sorry. I had it written down here those correctly. Those points are really important. That is very important. That's one of those times when a period makes a big difference. Okay. 0.1% body fat loss per week. I was sitting over here just talking and I'm like, why is he looking at me so weird? What, what did I say? I don't think I said, oh. Okay. No, I was doing calculations in my head. It's like, like negative. She's going to not have any body fat. No. Um, that would be a lot of, that would be yes. a lot of, okay. I don't have that much weight to lose. Um, no. So really with this one, I, you know, as I talked about, this whole thought of what what's going to matter at the end of my life. And I'm 41 years old. And I know that I need to invest in my health because that is going to make a difference for me long-term. We were talking just this morning about, you know, when you're in your 20s, you don't really have to think that much about it a lot of times, even in your 30s. But when you hit 40s, you you start knowing that your choices have consequences, either good or bad. And so for me, I set this goal, instead of setting a specific weight loss goal, I set a specific body fat lost. And um, some of you are going to be, you know, I just know just even the topic of losing weight or losing body fat can be kind of hot button. And I just want to explain that I had a baby six months ago. I always gain at least 30 pounds in my pregnancy, which I am not a, you know, I am on the small side and I'm petite. And so 30 pounds is a significant percentage of my body weight. And, um, but that's what my body needs to um, have a healthy baby. We've just learned that five times around. And um, so then the first six months for me, the weight does come off, but very slowly. And I think for me, just with nursing, I've learned that you just have to work with your body. And so the a lot of it has come off, but I feel like what I still have on, um, I I would like to lose the rest of it, but I would like to lose it in a healthy way in the sense of I am not necessarily so focused on losing the weight as in I would like to build muscle. And so um, that is that is my focus. And um, so now that we've reached the six month mark, um, I am focusing on strength training 
eating good protein. That's something that I started tracking and realizing I do not eat enough protein. Mm -hmm. And if you research what is great for women my age, protein, getting enough sleep, and strength training. Those are the things you'll hear over and over and over again. Um, And so that's what I'm really focusing on and focusing on my overall health versus a specific specific number on the scale. Now, I did choose, you know, 0.1% body fat loss per week. I feel like that is a very realistic goal, very doable goal. And I've been testing it for the past six weeks and it is working by me following the workout plan that we've talked about that Jesse put together for me and is putting together for me using a modified version of Mayhem 30 and Mayhem Moms kind of mixed together. And then also me tracking my protein and my carbs and my fats on my fitness pal and just making sure that I'm getting a lot of movement in. I have a fitness tracker. What's it called? I think it's a Fitbit, isn't it? It's a Fitbit. Yes. Um, and just tracking my steps and just drinking lots of water and getting lots of sleep. And so, and by that for me, I know that I need at least a good seven to seven and a half hours of sleep a night, most nights and that's a healthy amount for me. Occasionally, it's nice to get eight, but typically, if I'm consistently getting seven to seven and a half, I wake up on my own without an alarm and feel very rested. So goal number one, 0.1% body fat loss per week. And my reason for this is because not only you know thinking about my health long-term and wanting to become stronger and Um, healthier, but just to have more energy so that I can serve the people in front of me, serve my family well, invest my time and life into God, His Word, and and people. And I just really want to wrap my time and life around that. And so having energy to do that Mm -hmm. instead of feeling sluggish, um, instead of feeling drained, instead of um, just not being healthy because I'm not taking care of myself. So setting a specific goal for me really helps me to stay disciplined and focused so that I can be the healthiest version of myself. And I'm also setting, you know, it feels like such a microscopic goal, but thinking of how it's going to add up over a year's Mm -hmm. time. And and for me, that's hard. You know, Jesse, I'm the kind, like, I want to see big results right away. And I get discouraged if I don't, but I know with this, the best thing that I can do is tiny baby steps very consistently over the long haul. And I'm excited to see where I'm at at the end of 2023. Do you have any thoughts, Jesse, for your fitness goal on the fly that you have come up with? Consistency. Just trying to be more consistent. Um, I'm generally getting a couple of days in a week and I want to do more. I want to get three to four days at least. The other thing I want to do is restart jujitsu back up. I've been kind of on a hiatus since August and want to get that started back up for the next year. And I have a goal of uh, getting a, at least one stripe next year. So hmm. Okay. I like that. Also, there were a lot of people when I talked on Instagram about the body fat thing who asked, how are you tracking that? And mm-hmm. you researched and purchased it's the WISE body fat scale. Yeah. W-Y-Z-E. And you can sync it with your phone. And it seems to be quite accurate from what you have. I mean, it's probably not 
perfectly accurate, but mm-hmm. you go into the Nutra shop and have do their fancy body fat scale, and it's right. pretty, it's pretty on, par with that. on par with that. And that's why I appreciate using that at home. Goal number two, one family dinner per week. <laughs> now, for some people, you're thinking per week, that seems pretty low bar. But I think, again, we have to think of what is realistic. And with having three teens who have work, social activities, sports, many nights, aiming to consistently have one family dinner each week where we're all home, we all sit around the table and eat together. Maybe we'll play a game or two as well. I feel like that is realistic. And anything more than that, I can could find myself feeling frustrated, like, you know, why do you have to be going this way? But I want them to have a vibrant social life. I want them to have jobs. I want them to be able to be involved in sports and all of that. And so Mm -hmm. if I'm going to want that, if that's something that is important to us, then we also have to accept what comes along with that. And so the goal of having one family dinner per week I put on my calendar, actually on Google Calendar, to look at our week ahead every Sunday and figure out when is that one family dinner going to be, because it's going to change every week depending upon schedules. And so then communicating that and encouraging everyone to make sure that they've cleared their schedule for that night so that we can have that family dinner and that will be important. And so with each of these goals also just having to plan for how it's going to actually happen and not just setting the goal, mm-hmm. I think is is allowing me to feel a lot more confident in, I think this is actually going to work. There's a saying that I've heard here recently, and that's hope is not a plan. You can hope to complete all sorts of things this next year, but if you don't have a plan, it's not going to get done. So that's pretty on par with with what you're thinking as far as the family dinners and also your other goals as well. That's what I appreciate about your goal setting is that you don't just set, this is what I want to do, or this is what I, and you never say, I wish that I could get this done. It's very concrete. And not only are you setting what the end result is, but you're setting up how I'm going to get there. This episode is sponsored by ByHeart, and I feel like I need to preface what I'm going to say with this. I'm a huge advocate of breastfeeding. Anyone who knows me well knows that nursing is something I believe in, and all five of our biological children were breastfed until they were 19 to 23 months old. However, we also have fostered and adopted, and I've been so grateful for formula companies in those situations. I'm also grateful for formula companies because our last two biological children, I really struggled with my supply and did all the things, spent so much time and effort and just was never able to produce enough for them to be able to gain weight and not be hungry. And so I was so grateful for companies like ByHeart. ByHeart is an infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Their mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, ByHeart created a clinically proven, easy to digest infant formula that's made with organic, grass-fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. They're made with certified clean ingredients. It has no soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. 
Curious about ByHeart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast with code CRYSTAL for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. So go to byheart.com forward slash podcast and use CRYSTAL to get your welcome offer. Goal number three, finish one book per week. And by that, somebody thought that I was saying I was going to write a book. No, finish reading or listening. And the reason I didn't say read is because I know we've had this controversy on our podcast, but I listen to a lot of audiobooks and I will consider that to be if I finish an audiobook, that that counts. So finish one book per week. And this was hard for me because I set a goal for 2022 that I would finish 75 books and I only finished 50. And so I felt on a, you know, part of me felt like, you know, I really dropped the ball on that. But the other part of me was like, I need to focus on the fact that I finished 50 books. Mm -hmm. Like that's something to celebrate instead of I didn't hit my goal of 75. So this year, one book per week, 52 books by the end of the year is the goal. That feels realistic, but it also feels like it's pushing myself a little bit because it's a little bit more than I did in 2022. And I set a daily goal to listen to 30 minutes of an audiobook. I usually listen on 1.4 to 1.75, depending upon the narration. So just 30 minutes of an audiobook and to read for 10 minutes. And I usually have two to three books going. So if I hit these daily goals, I should also hit my goal of finishing one book per week. Goal number four, one date with one family member per week. And this is pretty self-explanatory, but I want to prioritize a special date with one of the kids or with you, Jesse, every week. And my goal is to rotate which one gets a date so that I have a date with, I'm just at this point going to do Catherine, Caitlin, Silas, and probably throw Kirsten in there sometime. Um, I feel like, you know, the boys, the little boys, we will eventually they're going to also, but I've, I feel like at this point, that's probably mm-hmm. um, what I'll do. And then um, with you. So I plan to look at my calendar on Sunday to determine which day, time, and person I'll have a date with that week. And, you know, it just will depend upon everyone's schedule and plans. But this is one of those goals that is dependent upon other people. And I try not to have goals that are really dependent upon other people when I'm goal setting for myself, because then you're setting yourself up for failure if it depends upon someone else. But I feel like this one is open-ended enough that hopefully there's one person every week. I mean, Kirsten, I can (laughs) probably always make that happen, but one person per week that we can work out schedule-wise that I could um, have a date. And that could even just be an at-home movie date or, you know, some special at-home something, or I'm running an errand and I take one of the teens with me and we go get a treat afterwards or something. Like it doesn't have to be this huge whole afternoon type of thing, but just being intentional with having that one-on-one time that says you're valuable and I want to spend time with you. Goal number five, 25 minutes of decluttering and organizing every week. And 
This one was set because there are a lot of areas that are home that I want to declutter and come up with a better organizational system for. And, you know, the other ones that I just shared make a lot of sense in light of wanting to wrap my time and life around what matters in eternity. But this one, you might be like, hmm, is organizing your home, is that really going to matter at the end of your life? And yes, because when we have a more organized home, it frees my mind up. It frees up time when we have good systems that we follow. I have more time to do other things. And I feel like this is something that there's, we don't have some good systems in certain areas of our home. And so it just, we kind of keep getting hung up on this just keeps being a mess or this just keeps being like, where is that? We're losing that mm-hmm. thing or we, we're just not having a good every week. This gets restocked or replenished or, you know, where is you can't find it because there's not a place for it. And I know that just with the last year of our life, there's been a lot of upheaval. And so giving lots of grace for that, but now saying, okay, it's time to create some, some better systems. And so I plan to spend five minutes a day on this, tackling one area at a time. And if you're interested, if this is something that you would like to join in with me, I will be sharing more of this, what I'm doing, giving assignments if you choose to join and do them on my Instagram and also on my blog, moneysavingmom.com. I'll be sharing what um, my plan is to do um, a 52-week series where every week I'm sharing what area of the home I'm organizing. That's my plan. That could always change. You never know what life is going to hold. I hate to say something that's like for the entire year that I'm committing to it, but that is my hope and my plan. And it's amazing. You know, five minutes might not seem like much at all, but you can get a lot done in five minutes. Mm-hmm. Have you thought of any goals on the fly as I'm sharing this, Jesse, that you want to also include? I, I just keep going through my list. No, you're so. fine. Nope. Okay. Goal number six. This is, this is also a very interesting goal for some people. They're like, hmm, okay. That's one of your six goals, but I will explain. Delete 300 photos from my phone every week. I take a lot of photos and videos because of being very active on social media. And so throughout the day, I take a lot of photos for that. I also take a lot of photos just because I want to capture moments in our everyday life. But what that means is that a lot of times I will take multiple photos, multiple videos, because I'm trying to kind of capture the right angle or the right, you know, getting the kids to smile or getting it right or whatever. And so sometimes I'll have 15 or 20 of a very similar thing on my phone. And I have not done a good job of really culling through that. So my phone is very bogged down right now. And it's hard to find what video or picture I'm looking for. So with this one, it's not only to free up space in my phone so that it works better, which is important because I use my phone all day pretty much for my job, but also to free up time when I'm looking for that photo to use for that thing. Um, it, it's just a lot easier if you don't mm-hmm. have, you know, a hundred that you're having to look through for that one. And so 
my goal is to clear out the excess photos and get into the habit of keeping my phone from being bogged down by a bunch of photos and videos that just need to be straight up deleted. And so my plan is to have the habit of deleting 50 photos per day in order to easily hit the 300 photos per week goal. Now, are you going to keep from taking 50 pictures on your phone to replace the ones that you've deleted? You know, that's a good question. And I think I wanted to set a higher number for this. I wanted to set more like a thousand. And I actually started out with a thousand a week, but then um, probably two or three months ago, I was setting the goal of deleting a thousand per week. And I was finding that I actually did not take a thousand photos and videos a week. So I was thinking if I'm doing this every single week, I feel like 300 by the end of the year, I'm hoping that I will have gotten through, I will kind of have created a system and a habit of, I just keep my phone in good shape all Mm -hmm. the time. So I will have gone through all the old photos that will be more than what I take in a week, I hope, so that I can go back through. Because some, you know, some days I will definitely take 50 photos, but there's other days when I don't take very many. So I need to look. I probably need to just figure out how many photos do I take on average per week, but I don't even know if there's a way that you can figure that Mm -hmm. out. But um, probably somebody like you could figure that out. But anyway, we'll see. I can always up it and change it if need be, but at least it's going to make a difference. We know that. Mm -hmm. I think this touches on a very important possible goal for other areas, and that is how can we increase our um, effectiveness or intentionality by deleting something around us. Yeah. How can we increase by decreasing? Yeah. And I, this is every day. I feel like this is something that is part of what I do of minimizing stuff and clutter in our home, minimizing stuff and clutter in my inbox, just trying to keep things streamlined. And I feel like that a lot of times we hang on to things because we don't know that you can't just get rid of it. So many people have written in asking me, well, what are you going to do with the photos? Like, where are you going to organize them? I'm straight up deleting them. And because like I said, these are extras. And so I feel like we have a lot of extra in our life. Most of us who mm-hmm. live, you know, if we have access to podcast, there's a good chance that we are in a space where we actually have extra. And Mm -hmm. so where can we kind of cut some of that so that we can focus and be able to be more efficient so that not so that we can just hustle and get more done, but so that we can have more space in our life and in our home and in our hearts to be able to focus on the people in front of us. And that's really the key thing for me. One quick thing that I wanted to mention, I'll just touch on this, but I use a habit tracker. I talk about this in depth in my book that's coming out in March, The Time Saving Mom, which you can pre-order right now, by the way, on Amazon. But um, I have a habit tracker that I use. So every single day I have habits that I'm working on and then I just do a little check mark to um, keep track of if I've hit those habits. And so I took my goals for the year and then I really put them into my habit tracker. So I have some additional habits that aren't on my goals list. Um, things like when I want to go to bed, um, things like um, I'm looking on here, drinking more water, but kind of some of these are 
you know, that is put in with the body fat one, Mm -hmm. um, 10,000 steps that is part of the body fat one. But I also have things on here, like one meal together, um, deleting 50 photos, reading for 10 minutes, um, five minutes of decluttering and organizing, taking my collagen, tracking food in my fitness pal, um, work out into bed by 1030. So all of those, if you really look at them, are pretty much tied directly into my goals. So it's like I'm taking the goals that I set and I broke them down into weekly goals. And then I broke those down even further into daily goals. And then I have the habit tracker so I can track how I'm doing. And doing it like that, where you're daily checking in on your yearly goals really helps you so that if you have a whole week where you didn't check hardly any boxes in one area, that tells you, ooh, ooh, I need to get back on track with this. If this is something that I'm going to prioritize, I'm not prioritizing it. So I think tracking it on a daily basis really helps so that you don't just get completely off, you know, off I want to keep saying track. So I was going to say off what's another word instead of saying off track, but because it's easy that if we're not look checking in on a very very regular basis, we just forget. Mm-hmm. We just lose sight, life happens. And so the habit tracker for me has been so helpful. So we will link in the show notes to my post that I did on habit tracking. And so it can give you an idea of what my habit trackers look like. And then also I'm going to be blogging about how I'm doing with each of these habits. I'm going to have a post each week on my goals for the week. And those will mostly be related to my yearly goals And then I'm going to show how I'm doing and show you my habit tracker as my plan for this year. So all of that will be on moneysavingmom.com as well as I will be sharing some of it on my Instagram, The Money Save Mom. I hope you're having a wonderful start to 2023. And if you have set goals for the new year, I'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear what your goals are. And we always love just hearing your feedback your constructive criticism, what you love from the podcast for this next year, any guests that you would love for us to interview, let us know. Send a message to crystal at moneysavingmom.com. Thank you for joining us today. For more great resources, please visit crystalpain.com.